Hey everybody, Dr. Todd here, and today we're going to be talking about gluten, gliadin, protein, gluten. We've all heard about going gluten-free. Uh, we've seen those special like full aisles in grocery stores and all that great stuff. You know, lots of uh, crazy things with it because a lot of times on some of those breads and some of those things that are gluten-free... What they'll do is they'll double the sugar. So always want to pay attention to that because sugar is very pro-inflammatory also, right? But today we're going to be talking about gluten. And inside the kernel of wheat, uh, there's a lot of the cottony, wispy stuff that's gluten. But inside that are these little proteins called gliadin, G-L-I-A-D-I-N. And gliadin protein is kind of a tough one because that protein, and I remember I had this situation a long time ago uh, where I had this... uh, this little girl, she was uh, she was in college, and she had all these liver enzymes. Her liver was really like a scarring, and the doctors were telling her that she, you know, was drinking too much alcohol. But she's in college. She's like, I'm not mom. I'm not drinking any alcohol. I'm not drinking it at all because it makes me miserable and all this pain. And she's flunking out of school, and all this stuff. And one of the interesting things is that they found that the gliadin protein resembles resembles the kind of structure of some proteins in the body. And so as you know, our immune system, if it's exposed to the gliadin protein, it starts to form these little antibodies to the structure of the gliadin protein. And then those antibodies float around. Well, if they come across something that looks like that gliadin protein, well, then that puzzle piece is going to attach to that organ, that tissue, and start to make inflammation, start to cause kind of a targeting for destruction. Well, those four tissues of the gliadin protein looks a lot alike are the brain, the thyroid, the pancreas, and the liver. And I remember listening to this guy first introduce this topic to me, and he said, hey, when you have people where like all of a sudden they develop MS, or all of a sudden they develop type 1 diabetes, especially in adulthood, or they have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, or they have these liver enzymes that are through the roof, You have to think about gliadin. You have to think about the immune system and gliadin. You can't just dismiss it as, oh, you have type 1 diabetes or you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis. You have to look at the gluten or the gliadin protein and their overall immune response to it. And I was like, holy smokes, that's crazy. But it's happened. And, and this, I first heard about this in, I, I think, like 2004, 2005. And every single time, every patient that I've seen with Hashimoto's or type 1 diabetes or MS or weird liver elevated enzymes, and they're not drinking any alcohol or anything like that, every time I look at their food sensitivities, And I look at gliadin and gluten, and I know that this is a discussion we have to have. We have that discussion. Now, there are different things tied to that. Do we decrease the intake of these foods? Uh, You know, there are certainly lots of different enzymes that are out there. We have our, you know, we call here at my house, we call the pizza party enzymes, which are enzymes that we know when we're going to somebody else's house or we're going to a restaurant, and we know that we may eat the gliadin or may eat gluten or something like that. We take these enzymes with us. There are lots of things we can do to start to decrease the overall inflammation if we know that we have the food sensitivities to it. So that's just something to keep in mind is that this is beyond kind of a a fad diet or, hey, I tried gluten-free, which doesn't even make sense because, as you can tell, if it's an immune response, 
There's no try. Like if you're done, you have to avoid it completely. You can't kind of avoid it. You have to avoid it completely and let your immune system have a chance. So those are things just kind of keep in mind when it comes to gluten and gliadin is that it's a lot more than just losing weight or stop bloating or things like that. It really comes down to what's turning on your immune system, causing your immune system to perhaps be a little bit more overactive than what it should. What do we need to do to get rid of it? What do we need to do to make those changes? And then the next level is like, holy cow, diabetes type 1, MS, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, liver destruction. I mean, that's why these food sensitivities, and I've said it before, you know, when it comes to anybody who's had an autoimmune condition, we're looking at food sensitivities. First and foremost, food sensitivities. So guys, what I got for you, have a fantastic day and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. You are listening to the Dr. Todd Podcast, where we talk all things related to ADHD and anxiety. This information is intended for educational purposes only and does not take the place of medical advice.